not just Ryan Day either. I mean, this is Brian Hartline with the second big commitment from a wide receiver in the class of 2020. This wouldn't be happening if you didn't have coaches that these young men believed in with a track record. And whether it's pronounced G. Scott or G. Scott, he's almost five-star receiver, Scott. And I'm totally fine with however we want to do it here. So you know, these are two weapons for whoever ends up being the uh, the quarterback in two years. I'm sure that, the, you know, Jack Miller out in the uh, – out in Scottsdale is super thrilled about seeing this, and uh, let's just be truthful here. This is the way recruiting is going to continue with Ryan Day and Brian Hartline, at least at the premier skill positions, because those kids know what they're getting already. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with some of these other coaching staff positions, but it's certainly a great start, and it's kind of a uh, you know, little poke in the eye for Chris Peterson right before the Buckeyes play the Huskies, too, taking the number two player in the state of Washington, which... I don't remember the last time Ohio State got a kid from Washington State. Like I, I've been sitting here thinking about it before we started this, and I don't remember one. So, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. If they've had a kid on scholarship in the last 15 years from Washington, I, I don't think they have. So this just tells you, you how national. Yeah, yeah. It tells you how national they're continuing to recruit. Yeah, I'm, I'm like racking my brain right now trying to think of one. I can't think of one. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um when you look at this 2020 class, I mean, Ohio State should have plenty of numbers in this class. It's going to be really, you know, Ryan Day's first full recruiting class, really his first recruiting class, period. Um, what are, I mean, right now they're ranked third in the country, number one in the Big Ten. I'm kind of expecting like an Urban Meyer class here. That might be a little unfair to expect that, but I'm, I'm kind of expecting like a class that's going to finish, you know, like right where they're at right now, like third or second. I'm not going to put first on Ryan Day because even Urban never finished number one in recruiting, but I think they can finish with like a top two or three class. Those are my expectations. I mean, am I putting the bar a little too high, backs? No. This is Ohio State. The bar is the bar. Uh, Urban has raised the bar since he arrived. But the whole point of Ryan Day taking over the well-oiled machine was that the well-oiled machine would keep operating at its current level. The expectation is that Ryan Day competes for college football playoff appearances. The expectation is that Ryan Day does not ever lose to Michigan, ever. The expectation is Ryan Day gets top five recruiting classes. We don't lower our expectations because there's a different coach in place. This is Ohio State. Expectations don't change. You have to meet them or you go. So, you know, I think it's an awesome start to the class. I think Ryan Day can certainly live up to those expectations. He was embracing them in his initial press conference, which is the one that doubled as Urban's official retirement press conference. And, you know, the truth is, is that, we're seeing some of these spots for 2020 hit at a high level where we know what the coaching staff is going to look like. You know, 
G. Scott doesn't commit if he's not certain Brian Hartline's going to be here, right? And I think once we get a little more staff certainty after the Rose Bowl, that's going to help the Buckeyes significantly across the board in terms of bringing in even more of these kids. And, again, the standard is the standard. The bar is set as high as it is for a reason, and that's because this is Ohio State. So Ryan Day better live up to those expectations, and so far he has. Let's look at the defensive coaching staff and what might happen there. Um, you know, there's rumblings that, that you know Alex Grinch could get promoted to defensive coordinator, and Greg Schiano could be elsewhere. Even if that happens, they're going to need to bring in somebody from the outside that's you know got a lot of chops. They would at least have the title of co-defensive coordinator, I would think. Even though if that happens, Grinch would be defensive coordinator, kind of like the way it is now with Schiano being defensive coordinator, Grinch is co-defensive coordinator in name only. Um, maybe Schiano will stay though. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Um, what do you expect will happen with the defensive coaching staff backs? What do I expect versus what I want? Can I give both? Give both, yeah. All right, I want Shiano and Billy Davis gone. I want Marcus Freeman in as the linebacker coach, co-defensive coordinator with Grinch. That's what I want. Now, what we'll actually see, I don't know. I hope – I still think Billy Davis is gone. Um, I think one of the benefits for Urban of stepping aside is he doesn't have to fire his best friend who had another terrible year at linebacker coach. But I don't think Day is going to push out Shiano right away. Um, I think if Shiano doesn't have somewhere else he's happier landing at next year, then he's going to stick around, and I don't think Day's going to push him out right away. Um, but it, I, I think Shiano's really the linchpin to any of this. We just don't know what Shiano wants to do, but I do think the ball is in his court right now on his destination next year. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with Greg Shiano right now. But I do think Billy Davis is going to be replaced regardless of scenario. That's what it just it seems like is most likely based on on-field results this year. The Rose Bowl, just six days away. It's fun to say that. Um, Ohio State and Washington, points per had been holding pretty steady. I think now it's dropped. It was, it was, you know, Ohio State had been favored by seven for the longest time, and I think it's now down to six and a half. I'm looking at that as we speak here. Uh, I looked at it last night. Um, yes, yeah, so Ohio State is now favored by six and a half points. So it's dropped a little bit, but still a prohibitive favorite. The Buckeyes are just. What do you expect six days from now, man? You think the Buckeyes are going to roll? You think this is going to be a close game? Just what are your expectations? Oh, it's Urban Meyer's last game. It's Dwayne Haskins' last game. Ohio State has an exceptional offense. They're excited to be there. Uh, there's not, a lot of bowl games. You look at who's more excited to be there is who you sort of expect to win the game. The, there's no enthusiasm gap in this one. When you're talking about playoff games or the Rose Bowl, everybody's excited to play in that one. Everybody's ready to play in that one. But being Urban Meyer's last game, being an offensive juggernaut that is Ohio State going up against a Washington team, what, what was the final score of the Pac-12 championship game, like 6-3 to three or something ridiculous? I, I don't see how Washington scores enough points, even with OSU's bad defense, to be able to stay in this one. I mean, let's talk about how great Washington's secondary is and how they're one of the best defenses in the country. We heard all that jibber-jabber before Michigan played Ohio State and how that worked out. And while I'm not expecting 60 points out of OSU, this seems like a 45-24 kind of game to me. You know, I think Ohio State, I would, if I was gambling, I would, and this is for entertainment purposes only, but I would certainly just, I'd give them the points and say, yeah, OSU minus seven, I'm fine with. Because OSU's the better football team here. I'd be absolutely stunned if Ohio State didn't win this game. 
Speaking of sports gambling, I mean, it's legal in several states now. My question is, how far behind the times will Ohio be? Will we be like the 48th state to get legal sports gambling, the 50th? I mean, because I, I can't imagine we're going to be in the upper, you know, half of, of the, the states. We're not going to be in the top 25, I don't think. But eventually we're going to get sports gambling here in Ohio. It might be like 30 years from now, though. 30 to 40, that's our range in terms of states to legalize gambling, right? It's what, like four of yeah. them right now? So. I'm assuming we'll be more progressive than some of these states like like South Carolina or Mississippi, right? Um, but uh, I'm assuming Ohio will join the wave whenever it becomes more common, right? This isn't like a um, like a social issue, right? This isn't isn't anything like that. This is just whatever states decide eventually. Hey, we need more income that we can tax. That's about it. And uh, you know, I, I think Ohio. Look where they were, and the, the everybody gets a casino movement, right? They were sort of in the middle right. of the pack. So I'm assuming we're going to be sort of in the middle of the pack towards the bottom half of the middle of the pack when it comes to actually letting people gamble. But I, I think in 15 years, this is a totally different topic. We could have a podcast for years on this. But I, I bet you your smart TVs, you're going to be able to live gamble on games nonstop using your TV remote. That's how integrated I think gambling is going to be into sports in 15, 20 years. Might have to go to Rhode Island to do it, though. Um, hopefully, it'll be in the great state of Ohio. We shall see. You make a good point about casinos. That used to drive me crazy because I was one of them. I'd go with my dad, you know, from the Dayton. We'd live in the in the Dayton area. We'd go down to like the riverboats in Indiana. Then they opened one in Wheeling. I knew people from Columbus that would go from Columbus to Wheeling, West Virginia. It's like, why are you letting all these people go out of state when you could just build one in the state? And finally, Ohio realized, oh, we can make money off off casinos. Maybe we should have some. So. They eventually got uh, the train rolling there. But uh, good stuff out of the people's champ, Matt Baxton. I appreciate you joining me the day after Christmas, my man, and appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.